0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic travel to Germany without Lee Griffiths, Tom Rogic and Scott Brown, who also looks set to miss Sunday's Cup semi-final. Steven Gerrard's getting used to facing new managers in Europe. He doesn't think Spartak's change will make much difference. And Hearts stay top with Dundee bottom after a 3-0 win at Dens. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. And Hearts keep going on and on at the top of the table, Gordon. Another good result for them last night at Dundee. Rangers... Trying to get a victory against Spartak Moscow Three points for them Would just leave them one result away From qualification for the last 32 And Celtic An injury crisis ahead of Thursday night And indeed Ahead of Sunday's game against Hearts at Murrayfield And Jim Duffy Since last Wednesday You've gone from being Jim Duffy To new Dumbarton manager Mm -hmm. Jim Duffy Congratulations from us Uh, How does it feel? What type of challenge lies ahead? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as a challenge, there's no doubt about that. Uh, if you, you know you inherit a team that's uh, you know towards the bottom of the league, uh, you know, in, in level points at the bottom, then you know there's a big challenge ahead of you. Um, but you know, you don't get uh, too many easy jobs these days. So I, I've always relished a challenge. I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's some good players there, but we have to get uh, the confidence back into the team, and that's the same for any any manager. If you can still instill confidence in the the easiest way that comes is winning games, but that's the most difficult part of trying to achieve it. And uh, I want you to explain something. When I woke up this morning, still a bit tired, the old eyes, mm. bloody looked at social media to see you labelled as Duffy the Vampire Slayer mm. on a really scary looking Halloween poster for an upcoming fixture. Is that done with your, your blessing? Well, the sad thing is, one, I didn't know anything about it, and two, they didn't have to put any makeup on me to make it scary. So that's the kind of worrying thing, really. It was just actually a natural fault. I didn't know about it, Gordon. Actually, you, you showed me it. I'm thankful. Thankfully, I'm, I'm not on social media, so uh, I, I managed to miss most of these things. But yeah. listen, you know, a lot of play on it's Buffy the Vampire, fun. so it's fine. You Duffy the Vampire I've, Slayer. I, I've been called a lot worse, believe me. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to catch on on the show. 0141 on the phones. On Twitter, we're at Clyde SSB. So lots to get through tonight. Some serious personnel issues for Celtic. Lee Griffiths, Tom Rogic and Scott Brown didn't travel to Germany. Philip Benkovic is a doubt. And James Forrest is obviously suspended We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard About Rangers game in Europe tomorrow Lots to get through in the second hour as well And just a bit of uh, something different To keep us ticking along in the background Did you see Calvin Miller's penalty Mm. At Dens last night? Mm. Josh Windass blazed one over as well Mm. It just got me thinking What is the worst penalty you've Mm -hmm. ever seen? (laughs) We like to do this A bit of a trip down Mm. memory lane sometimes Anything that springs to mind Jim Duffy? Yeah, there's a there's a couple. Um, the boy Zaza, who I think uh, had done a little it was kind Italy, of wasn't Italy, it? a little short step ups, and I don't know what he was doing. It was all, almost a bit like Johnny Wilkinson kind of clasping <laughs> his hands and then going up. But unfortunately, unlike Johnny Wilkinson, not even did he put over the bar. I think he just dinked it, and it was just one of those ones where you think, no, why are you doing that in such an important match? Obviously, many many years ago, a lot of uh, fans might remember the old Dixie Dean's one that went over the bar. Uh, and I think it was a European uh, tie and I have to say I, I have won myself I, I was uh, I think it was at Dundee playing against Mo- uh, playing against uh, Celtic at Celtic Park and I, and I ballooned one over the bar so yeah I am guilty of a really bad penalty as well <laughs> Mark Weedy any that spring to mind? No, did Jason Cummins do a cheeky one and it came off or not? It didn't come off we tried the semi-final over the bar over the bar yeah yeah. That's a decent uh, shout to be fair Because there's always that When you try something Different yeah. Something clever yeah. What was the game Did they, they, they try two of them And they, I can't remember But yeah So he made a hash 
I won not a part of it was it USA 94 World Cup was it was it Badger 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 yeah yep as well so yeah those ones that that spring to mind and, and, and the, like the one that people have tried to copy many times it did come off it's a, the Penenka isn't it classic yeah. Penenka yeah. when it comes off it looks great but if the goalkeeper just stands there picks it up it just looks ridiculous and I remember one I, I can't remember who took it but Mick McCarthy was a manager I think he might have been in Blackburn and I remember the guy trying it and I think it might have been a penalty shootout and the camera went on to Mick McCarthy Raging. and Big Mick was going <laughs> mental and anybody knows Big Mick McCarthy you think do no wanting yeah. to be that player in that dressing room Anyway, that's just a bit of fun to tick along in the background after seeing Calvin Miller and Josh Windass last night. I was just wondering, what is the worst penalty miss you have ever seen at Clyde SSB on Twitter, right? First order of business, Mark Guidi, I think has to be breaking news coming out of Germany. Celtic flew out today. They trained at Celtic Park first. Uh, they've flown out without Scott Brown. It looks like it's three weeks, so we can deal with Europe, but there's also the big game at the weekend as well. Uh, Lee Griffiths, Perhaps not unsurprising But Tom Rogic I don't think many yeah, people Called yeah. that He didn't travel either uh, And Filip Benkovic Is a doubt And will be assessed tomorrow Well I would imagine That any doubt Such as, as Benkovic Or whoever um, I don't think Brendan Rodgers Will risk um, Tomorrow night Because I, I'm quite open about it I think Sunday's More important For Celtic There's also the chance That the, it is only Game 3 tomorrow Albeit Celtic Not in a great position I don't fancy them to win tomorrow night I think they'll lose the game Anyway but there's still a chance to recover You know They'll have a home game the next time round against Leipzig So um, no, I don't think they'll risk anybody Because Hearts going to this game on a major high Six points ahead at the top of the table Doing really well Coping without uh, Suter And Ike Piezu and Christoph Baer They've got their own Injury problem So um, Sunday's going to be A tough tough test for Celtic Can't risk anybody tomorrow night Right Celtic fans Let's hear from you then uh, you've, you've got about 24 hours To come up with a solution To all of this So pick the team for us tomorrow Because James Forrest is suspended Griffith, Rogic and Brown Haven't travelled And Benkovic is a doubt So how's Brendan Rodgers Going to negotiate this Let us know 0141 951 1025 Jim I mean any team in world football If, you, if you're without a few of your, your main mm. men It's going to be tough What do you make of this? Yeah, very difficult, uh, you know, I mean, key players for Celtic, there's no doubt about it. Um, just interesting, I've seen an interview today obviously with Marvin Comper, uh, you know, mm. and you think, well, he's a guy that, depending on which which uh, comments you believe, one he's saying he's not very happy, another one saying he's, he's happy to be there. But, you know, again, when you see the likes of Benkovic being injured, you often think, well, did, did he travel? I don't, I don't know if he's travelled. I don't but, think he's registered Jim I he's he's to, oh, he, he, I know he, he wasn't in the initial squad But I just thought maybe with injuries I wasn't quite sure Yeah I don't think they've included him in this squad certainly um, But I mean Jim The, the Scott Brown one mm, Yeah I've noticed in the last couple of weeks Some Celtic fans saying Well do you know what Without Scott Brown We've actually been playing mm. some some decent mm. attacking yeah. football and so on But I don't think there's any doubt When you go into a game of this size This mm. type of challenge as well Away from mm. home I mean, Brendan Rodgers would, would be the first name in his team sheet, wouldn't he? Uh, absolutely. You know, he's so important. As I said before, not just in the fact that, you know, how he controls a game, how he, you know, he dictates a game, but his influence on, on the rest of the players. You know, there's no doubt he's, uh, you know, he's a leader and everybody knows that. So, you know, he pulls and pushes his, his teammates, he demands of his teammates. So, you know, there's absolutely no doubt that uh, he's very influential as a player and in terms of responsibility, he demands from his from his his own his own players, but yeah, I think Celtic play a slightly different role when he doesn't play. I think they are a little bit more open. I think the game against Hibs on Saturday sort of typified that, and obviously they've they've scored ten goals in two games 
uh, really, you know, in St Johnson mm. against Hibernian. But they've also looked a little bit open at times. And away from home in Europe, they don't have a natural defensive midfield player you think could obviously slot in. I know Malumbu came in the last time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's, there's been talk about Kouassi. Could he do the job? But they don't have a natural replacement in that role. I think domestically at home, I don't think it's as big an issue. But I certainly think away away from home in Europe, um, I, I think it's a major a major uh, difficulty for Celtic to overcome. And then Mark Guidi on, on Tom Rogic, he's probably just coming off the back of his two best games for yeah. Celtic this season. If you look at his goal at the weekend, his creativity um, in the St Johnston game as well. Yeah, I mean he, he's an outstanding footballer, and you know tactically, I remember speaking to a couple of coaches about him and they say just the, the, the wee spaces that he picks up it's not just all about his goals it's just he's such a clever clever footballer um, which to, to the naked eye of guys like myself and many others that you won't pick up on that but the real football people um, do and that's why he's so rated and why he's such a big player for Celtic so again I think if you get the choice as long as he's okay for Sunday mm. um, Gordon you know don't take any risk tomorrow night make sure he's fit um, for Sunday and because you know when you think about it as well Bayata's not available for Sunday suspended, he's suspended yeah. Ayer's injured so you know again Benkovic priority will be Sunday to make sure he's ready for that 01419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB how do you react to this injury news for Celtic how would you solve the problem if you were Brendan Rodgers and don't forget we're looking for your worst ever penalty misses as well just to keep us ticking along Gary's in Kilsyth first up what did you make of that breaking injury news there Gary? Yeah um, a bit disappointed obviously because I like Tom Rogic and brings a lot to team and he's been in decent form lately so to be honest being honest I thought we maybe didn't really have a chance tomorrow night anyway I think one more Sunday's the more important game but so I'm, my point is really to be honest I'd quite like to see Ryan Christie given a wee chance because I mean he came on at the weekend and he's he's been impressive when he's been given a chance but he's not really had a proper run in the team so with the injuries I just thought maybe himself or Lewis Morgan mm. yep. bring him in for a wee, a wee change of the team What do you make of that suggestion then let's start looking at potential solutions if you take Brown um, and Rogic out of that yeah, midfield there's and a Forrest there. of course Yeah uh, there's a hole there there's also potential for Pulling Callum McGregor in beside Olivier and Sham, which again creates another gap in that front three that, that Ryan Christie uh, could slot into. So, yeah, look, certainly Brendan Rodgers likes him because he could have sent him out in loan uh, again there. At the end of August, there was many, many teams um, in for him. I think Aberdeen may well have been tempted to try and buy him outright, but for Celtic, they just um, they weren't interested in doing business. So it shows you how highly he's rated, and it'd be nice to see him get a turn, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Ryan Christie will play. I think he he, he is a, a talented player. It's difficult because um, the embarrassment of Richie's at Celtic have at times, you know, in that area of the pitch. But um, with the injury problems I've got, and Gary's right, I think uh, he, he may well uh, look at him and playing in that kind of Rogic role where he can drop into midfield and give Celtic that kind of three, as you say, alongside Cham and McGregor. He can drop in, make it a compact three, with the two other white guys, whatever whatever he decides, we we probably Edward up front. So um, yeah, I think I think Ryan Ryan Christie's is a good option for mm. Celtic just now, and it does give him the opportunity to to try and establish himself a little bit. And sometimes these are the opportunities you get through the misfortune of someone else. Um, you know, you get your chance, and if Ryan Christie does get the nod, then he's got he's got to try and take it. The only thing is, I'm a wee bit, you know, different in opinion from 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 Mark because you know. The semi-final being the, the most important. I just don't see 
that for Celtic. I think Celtic have have been so keen to you know get into Europe. You know everything was geared to first and foremost the Champions League, and then we heard Brendan Rodgers saying, "Okay, maybe we're not quite that level yet. We're Euro- Europa League." And I just don't see the point of just being in the, the group for the sake of it. You know, I know Mark's saying they've got a couple of games to go and they could still qualify, but I just think if you're going to be in there for Celtic to try and establish himself as a, as a major force back in football again, they have to be looking to be doing better in Europe. I think that's where ultimately where mm. where you know you get judged as, as a player and as a manager. So I think Celtic, I think this is a big game for Celtic, and I think it's really important that they do focus on it and. And, and and if that means you, you have to take your eye off the ball a little bit on Sunday then so be it but I, I just don't think Celtic can just pretty much put this one to the bed and say oh, well you know it's going to be tough anyway I do agree with what you're saying there I think the one night is still an important game because recently we've not really been doing well the last obviously game in Salzburg we were pretty poor in the second half so although we, we are Sunday is I'd say they're both just as important as each other, but maintaining obviously the chance to go for another treble is really important for the club. But also, we don't want to make ourselves look like another laughing stock away from home in Europe as well. So, I think we should still be focused on trying to get a result in Germany, although it's a bit un- it's going to be tough without a full squad there. My point, so my point on that was don't risk Benkovic because bear in the mind you've no Bayata. For Sunday, so what I'm saying is, yeah, if you had, if you normal all your centre halves available and Ayab was fit, then fine, you could maybe take a wee risk. Uh, but I don't think Brendan Rodgers would risk um, potentially his best, the best centre half he has available, uh, if it means it, it's also going to uh, leave him susceptible to, to missing out um, on Sunday as well. So I'm not saying the game's not important. Of course it is. However, I don't think you take risks like that. If it was just a league game at the weekend, then fine, I could maybe see it. But the fact that it's a cup semi-final mm. and they're playing against, if you want to call them, the form team in the country, the team at the top of the league at Murrayfield, I don't think you risk any players ahead of that. Uh, thank you to Gary from Colsyth. John's in Cope Bridge. John, the, the obvious one would be to say that Scott Brown is the biggest in this. Do you go along with that or is it perhaps Tom Rogic given the, the form he's been in? Well, I, I, I would go Tom Rogic. Uh, uh, go on. Remember a couple of times I've said, although I maybe contradict myself here a bit, right? I think sometimes we actually play more phone football when Scott's not playing sometimes I think maybe Sunday and that big park as well you know what I mean could shoot when Lee McGregor was brilliant against Hibs he played about three or four different positions sometimes you know what I mean is it mean Schubert had a wee discussion a couple of weeks ago I mean don't, you don't want Scott Brown not playing but in a way sometimes I think we actually push the ball forward quicker you know what I mean uh, but as I say I think Rogic is in fire now and as Mark said he is the he is the top kiddie in the midfield on Scotland, you know what I mean? I think we'll really miss him, but I hope he's fit for Sunday, you know what I mean? But I would, I would definitely rest him tomorrow. No, go, see, going with the penalty, maybe Mark and Jim will remember this. It was, I, was a, I was a wee kid at the time, and uh, what you call it? It was Pat Nevin against, I think he played with Chelsea, and he tried to be a smarty, and he, he, just, he went to kick the ball, and the ball sort of rolled right in. The keeper didn't even move. It took about 10 minutes to get the ball back to the keeper. I don't know if you can remember that, guys. Oh, Mark Weedy's yeah, no. got a confused look in his face Who Who is no. it against John? You can't remember Stanford Bridge was, was it? Was it old Stanford Bridge? Chelsea. Chelsea. It was just when he moved to Chelsea Mark, or, or maybe it was when he went to Everton It was one of the two So I can't I'm, I can't even but It was the worst player I've ever seen you've, you've narrowed it down really well for us John He only spent I, about 8 years at Everton and Chelsea Actually just as just he's mentioned that We talked about penalties I remember Thierry Henry oh, I was just going to say that I was I just going to say that when one he, when, he, when obviously he can roll the ball off his horse But the two of them completely mixed up And it 
it was just a shambles of a penalty. Is that for Arsenal? Yeah, ah, yeah. For, for Arsenal, yeah. And Thierry O'Neill and Robert Pires, I'm sure it was the two of them. They had a wee chat. Is that just, they were so good at that time. Yeah. They were obviously just yeah. bored of yeah. conventional penalties. Yeah. Let's come up with something <laughs> else. But listen, you know, John, John saying about Callum McGregor, and I understand that, but also against Hibs at the weekend, Hibs created an awful lot of chances. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, as I say, Craig Gordon's got a couple of magnificent saves. They've got chances. You know, they were scored. They scored a couple of great goals. And I think, yeah, you get both sides from from Callum McGregor on the ball, brilliant. He links up the play as he's right. I think forward thinking. Mm. Uh, you know, creating chance, but. When they lost possession a few times, Celtic were very exposed, and that's that's Scott Brown's job. On Twitter at Clyde SSB, Gary Henderson says tomorrow's a free hit. Any results a bonus. Maintaining a treble challenge is paramount. Give Morgan Christie etc a taste of European football and have a go. But it's all about hearts. On Sunday I have been asking For your worst ever Penalty misses In light of a couple Last night Josh Windass Down the road I don't know if you saw it Calvin Miller for Dundee as well Edwin Kelly says World Cup 94 Diana Ross At the opening ceremony <laughs> Remember that uh, I was actually looking for Competitive ones But there we go uh, Keep them coming in At Clyde SSB uh, The pen is on He's got Baggio's As well And that, Diana Ross Is getting a lot of mentions I must say And not quite what I was expecting 01419511025 Keep that coming And we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call Let us know what's on your mind Or you can tweet us At Clyde SSB We've been talking Celtics injuries For tomorrow We're going to look ahead To Rangers Europa League clash as well And I've been asking for uh, your memories I'm looking for your worst ever Penalty misses This is in light of Calvin Miller And Josh Windass Last night Just a couple you may have seen Over the course of today um, There's quite a few Rangers fans Funnily enough Getting in touch To say Tom Rogic Is in the, the, the semi-final At Hamden oh, A couple yeah. of years ago yeah. uh, Not much sympathy I'm not detecting there Alan Lappin though Says uh, Charlie Nicholas Against Neuchatel Zamax Do you remember that one Mark Greedy Yes Roy Hodgson Was a manager Liam Brady Roy Hodgson of Zamax Liam Brady Celtic Celtic Was it 5-0 or 5-1 Over in Switzerland Duff was that not the one that famously um, Liam Brady says before the game? Ah, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll take two or three off this lot. <laughs> there we are. Good, good pre-match prediction. That would rival uh, Hugh Keevans' pre-match predictions <laughs> on this show. To be fair, Aka Hugh. Aka Hugh. Yeah, he's, 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 he's very confident at the moment. I must say. Uh, a few of you getting in touch with how Celtic can solve their uh, injury and suspension mm. crisis, if you like. Tomorrow, Tony's. He's even. Produced one of these apps Mark Guidi With the, the team all lined up In formation oh, Magnificent right. stuff uh, He's got the likes of Christie and Morgan In the starting 11 And potentially even Gamboa If he has to move Loose again So keep your, your thoughts coming Your solutions To the problems Celtic have Griffiths Rogic and Brown Haven't travelled Benkovic is a doubt We are uh, at Brend- Brendan Rogers Press conference in Germany And we'll let you hear from him As soon as we can uh, 01419511025 on the phones Let's look ahead to Rangers game tomorrow as well So Rangers fans Step up Steven Gerrard says He doesn't think Spartak Moscow Sacking their manager Will have any bearing on the game He also thinks They need to use the win Against Rapid Vienna As inspiration As they try and take Three points tomorrow It's the same in terms of A, a change of manager But it's slightly different Because they've promoted within So the, the manager That will be in charge tomorrow Was, was in the setup anyway Whereas the Rapid one Came from outside So it's slightly different But yeah It's, it's the same But it doesn't really affect 
our preparation or our game plan. You know, we're, we're going into the game with confidence and belief, but with respect that we're playing against a, a big team with, with Champions League experience. So I think it's got all the makings of being a, a really exciting game. It's difficult to predict how the game's going to go. I can sit here and tell you how I'd like it to go. And that's for us to really take the game to the opposition. We, we need to ignite this crowd again like we did in the previous game because we believe that you know, if we play on the on the front foot and we're aggressive and the fans come with us, we believe we're a tough team to play against here. I think Sparta come with, with all due respect, I think they come with more experience than Rapid. They play in hostile arenas over in Russia. If we can emulate the, the Rapid performance and we, we can emulate the atmosphere from a fan's point of view, I'm really looking forward to seeing the outcome of this game. And not often you're going to go through a small group stage section and face two teams who've just been their manager before you do. Um, I mean, Jim, is that does does that make a difference? I mean, you've obviously been in, in dugouts when that'll have happened. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it does make a little bit of difference, of course, because you know you're never quite sure. You know, if the, uh, I mean, I know Stephen Gerrard saying that they're, they're promoted from within. But you know, it might just change it slightly. You know, it might change the dynamics of the team, the shape of the team. Uh, you know, the slight personnel change, even set pieces, it might just change a little bit. So th- there are things that if you've looked at your, you know, done your homework on the team and they do certain things, you know, then you've got to be on your on your toes. You've got to be alert because it might just be one or two wee things that you obviously it's impossible uh, to to be aware of, um, and also depending on. You know the 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 atmosphere of the club does does it to kind of give them a freshness and maybe uh, take the pressure off them a little bit. So it might make a difference. But Stephen Gerrard has said if he, if they can get the right atmosphere, if they can come out the blocks like they've done, if they can have that type of performance that they had in the, in, in the last match that when Rangers were magnificent uh, and generate that atmosphere, then then you know you put the you put the onus uh, on your own team to try and create that uh, atmosphere and then. Doesn't matter who's coming to Ibrox then they're, they're, they're going to feel under pressure Rangers fans Let's hear from you then What are your thoughts Going into tomorrow's game uh, At Ibrox 0141 We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Scott Arfield Is, is going to miss that game Through injury Ryan Jack though Nearing uh, a return to the team so, so let us know How you feel Going into that game Mark As Stephen Gerrard mentioned You don't have to look Far for a A blueprint for success If you like In, in the last round of fixtures Rangers won at Ibrox against Rapid Vienna so it's a case of same again it is and, and you know it just goes to show you um, the performance that night um, how good it was but just how inspirational the Rangers supporters are at the moment because you look at Rangers record at Ibrox and, and, and it's first class this season because pretty much every game is at least 45,000 Rangers supporters there. the players are responding to it you know we often hear of Players, you know, one of the things is you, you can't cope with the expectation level of playing in front of 45, 50,000 fans. But clearly, the Rangers team have that. What's different is, no, and I know they won um, on Sunday at Hamilton Ackies, but not a great performance um, at all. A couple of penalties in the last 10 minutes. So, at Ibrox tomorrow night, I fancy them if it was away from home, I wouldn't. But, you know, the Rangers supporters are really playing their part and they, and they, should, be, they should be very proud. And the players. Um, as well are, are doing a bit in front of their own supporters It feels like because of some of the success this season Jim there's, there's been a shift the, the mood that, that we got on the phone sort of in the, in the summer and as the season was starting was that anything Rangers could do in Europe would be a bonus mm-hmm. if, Listen if we can get to the group stage is great and you know the further we get the better Now given the impressive qualification run the impressive result against Villarreal then Rapid Vienna there's now almost a, 
an expectation that, that yeah. they can win these games. Well, that's what happens in football. You know, you the better you do, the the quicker the expectations rise, and that that's natural. And I think that from Rangers' point of view, I think they'll, they'll be delighted with that. Surely, it's, you know, they want their fans to believe that they're good enough to go and get out the group sections. And as Matt said, if they can get a result tomorrow night, you know, they're in a magnificent position to try and achieve that. Um, but ultimately, over the course of the season. You know they still have to, you know, put in a challenge for the title. That's that's what the Rangers fans mm. will want. As I said, the 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 European uh, adventure is exactly that. It's an adventure, and anything from that would be terrific. But I think slightly flipped from Celtic side, you know, the Rangers fans, you know, really now be expecting Rangers to mm. to get put up ahead of steam and uh, you know be challenged at the top end uh, of the table at this moment in time. Hearts six points ahead, as Mark said, and. You know, again with the injuries they've had, they've done outstandingly well to 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 keep that gap at the moment. Rangers fans, let's hear from you. Do you is there an expectation for Rangers to to win that game tomorrow? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you. I was wondering what the Rangers fans would prefer, Gordon, a victory tomorrow night or a victory on Sunday. Oh, you're going to make them choose. For mm-hmm. me, all day long, a victory on Sunday, all day long. Okay. Uh, Stephen Gerrard was also talking about Greg Doherty today He says he's been shining on loan at Shrewsbury He says he's ready to appoint a loan manager To take care of the players he has out at other clubs uh, Doherty did score against Barnsley last night His fourth in eight games But the Rangers boss says it's a bit too early To say whether he'll be recalled in January We haven't had the conversation In terms of um, our loan players But that will be happening in the, in the coming weeks In terms of you know, getting reports together On how they've done uh, We're aware that Greg's shining Where he is, we sent some uh, Andy Scolden went to watch him uh, yesterday. And we're also in the process of having a, a, a loan manager within the setup as well who basically follows our loan players all the time and is in touch with them on a daily basis. So we know what they're eating, we know when they're sleeping, we know what they're doing uh, on and off the field. We make sure that we collaborate uh, every single match report on our loan players because they're ours. And they belong to us and even though we're lending them out for experience we need everyone to know that the Rangers players and they need to do what we believe is right as a professional so that's happening as we speak it'll be someone promoted within Jamie's a Rangers fan from Hamilton hi Jamie hi there guys first thing caller here hi Jamie hi Jamie what made you call tonight no I was just uh, talking about uh, the upcoming European game uh, and I think that losing Scott Arfield through injury I think He's played a vital part uh, in the past two games. I think he's played a vital part in all season, to be honest with you. Um, but hopefully, uh, my fellow Rangers fans will agree that I think we could probably do the job tomorrow and uh, hopefully it's going to be a win. How big a loss will Arfield be? Yeah, Arfield is a, a, uh, a terrific signing, great experience at the top level in England. And he's come up, and uh, you know there, there was a wee bit kind of mixed reaction for some of his performances. But I think that like like any player, just took a little bit of time to to fit into the the way Steven Gerrard wants to play. And uh, you know I think he's been influential, particularly in those European games. Mm-hmm. I think uh, away to Villarreal and obviously uh, the last game against Rapid. I think he's he's been terrific. So I think he will be a miss. Um, but you know that's that's what the, the big teams have to cope with. That they have to cope with with key players missing. Uh, adapt to that and um, you know I'm sure Stephen Gerrard's already you know been working towards you know the the, the match tomorrow night without him yeah I mean if, if it is going to be as we expect you know Scott Arfield struggling Mark I mean I know, I know they are slightly different but is that all starting to balance out if you've got Ryan Jack coming back yeah and that, and, that, and that's why you need a big squad particularly you know as we all know 
when you're playing in Europe, you know, when you've got Thursday, Sunday, it adds a, you know, an extra six games to your schedule in the space of three months, as much as it, it, it's welcome uh, financially and for the experience level, and also, you know, for, for potentially increasing the, the market value um, of your players, it, it can take um, its toll. So, Ryan Jack coming back would be welcome. And it was also nice to hear just in the clip there about uh, Greg Doherty as well. And what a great move by Rangers. All the big clubs do it. You know, they have like a loan manager keeping an eye on things just to make sure that the boys that are out on loan are not forgotten mm. and they're still made to feel a part of it. And Greg Doherty, terrific young uh, midfielder. I'm delighted that he's doing well at Shrewsbury. I think that there's the, the one player that, that, you know, again, was was good to see there. The, you know, the weekend there was was obviously Jordan Rossiter coming back in. Yep. And a lot of people thought, oh, wait a minute, a bit about risk playing him on the artificial surface and all that. But, you know, again, he's a player that um, everyone believes has got terrific potential. He's just, he's just been absolutely... You know, uh, devastated with the amount of injuries he's had, but he's a player that's come back into the fold again. And you know, although he's a young player, you know he's a, he has he's got that composure. He, he's defensively sound, so I think he's another one. It might be in the mind of the manager, um, but I think you've got Kulabale, you've got Ajera. You know, they've got some some good options in there, McCrory. So hmm. you know, it's, you know, Rangers have got enough cover in there. Uh, Andy Halliday's another one. Jamie, is that we talked about that sort of growing expectation of of Rangers in Europe, but they now seem to have got to a, a level where fans like yourself almost, I'm not, I think, expect maybe is a bit strong, but confident of of victory tomorrow. Is that the way you see it? I, I think confident. I think more confident is what I think that. I like I okay, Scott Arfield's out. You've spoken to the players that are kind of coming back from injuries, but I think all in all. Because we've got such a, kind of a great... I think right now, in my opinion, we've got a great squad. Uh, a lot of boys can come in and they can, they can up their game. And I think that... Um, I, it's a confidence thing. I think we should watch win there. All confidence. Uh, come out all guns blazing and hopefully uh, pull it all in front of the Irish crowd. And that's, all, that's all I want to see, basically. I th- I, Jamie, I think Rangers, you, you used the word the great. I think it's a good squad. But I think, you know... In order to kick on, and particularly if Rangers getting into that last 32, but you know, he made a challenge domestically and for Rangers to go and try and win a cup and to really push Celtic all the way. And, and let's not rule Hearts and Hibs and, and other clubs out of it. I think there's still two or three real quality players away, and I think that's something that Stephen Gerrard will try and address um, in January. Because you look through the squad, there's some really good players, a couple of top players there, but there's also a couple of really inexperienced players there that, that haven't been through the course of playing 40, 50 first team games so I think that's something that bear in mind that the, the finances that will be coming in from Europe then it's something that Stephen Gerrard would like to address because I think it's a good squad but it's not a great squad and it's not a title winning squad yet uh, Thank you to Jamie in Hamilton I told you our listeners know everything we've had a few people Hugh Moan being one of them talking about Pat Nevin's Penalty miss mark as well Nicholas saying that it was against Sheffield Wednesday In the Cup for Chelsea Because I know you two Were going to struggle to sleep tonight yeah. Until yeah. until you found that out So uh, Andy says McStay against Wraith In the Coca-Cola League Cup final yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben is out with Scotland John Terry In the 2008 Champions yeah. League Remember the slip The well, tears The yeah. rain Oh the rest yeah. of it Yeah we're talking about Your worst penalty misses By the way In case you're wondering Where that came from We will be hearing As soon as we can From Brendan Rogers, Who had his press conference in Germany but keep the calls coming 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors win the compensation you deserve talk to thompsons.com 
It's Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been talking about Celtic's injury list. We've been looking ahead to Rangers' game tomorrow as well. And we've been asking you for your worst ever penalty misses. Lots coming in on Twitter. Lewis McInnes is another one mentioning Roberto Baggio, 94. He says, ruined his career after that. Uh, and Kevin Gold, why did you have to remind us, Kevin? He says, uh, Gary McAllister's against mm. England. In Euro 96 I mean I've seen worse I've seen worse penalty yeah, misses but Yes David Seaman Tough to get over that one Wasn't it Jeez honestly Right At Clyde SSB on Twitter 01419511025 On the phones uh, Alec is next up Alec your thoughts then On these injuries For Celtic tomorrow uh, well, as, I, as I've said uh, In the last few weeks my, my main concern Has been Domestic now, I know I've, already, I've got the free game package for Parkhead for Europa League, but I want, obviously, to Celtic to go away tomorrow. Whatever happens, happens. And then Friday, get tuned right into Sunday's game. Because that, for me, because under Brendan Rodgers, more often than not, all the big games domestically have turned up. So, I it's not been all that great in Europe. But to keep this... this Unbelievable run gone. You know, I want obviously the players, whatever whoever's fit, need need chances and more. So, you know, if it's Christie McGinn getting put out, uh, or sorry, McGinn uh, Morgan getting put the more, so be it. But Sunday's a big game for me. How do we get to this point, Alec? Because I'm not saying you've given up on the Europa League, but you can see why some people would would sort of interpret it as that. I mean. Last season A lot of you And your fellow Celtic fans were, were angry At not being able to compete In the Champions League Group stages So how all of a sudden Are you are you willing to disregard The Europa League Group stages We're only two games in um, Obviously I've not gave I've not gave up Gordon Because like I say I enjoy going along I enjoyed The, the Rosenberg game And I'm going to enjoy Going to the other two games But Celtic's Season in a whole uh, the, the summer that we had the Dembele gone, the injuries that we've had. I think that you know, if Celtic can win, and I'm going to say it, the treble, treble again. Now, if you were to say that maybe three or four weeks ago, people would have laughed and, and doubted it again. But the way that Celtic's picked themselves up, and you can see it in them now, you can see it in their play. So that's Europe again. It's a complete and utter bonus, but. The League Cup, the Scottish Cup, and the Premier League—that's that's what I'm at the now. Jim, it was Alec. Yeah. Alec there mentioned yeah. um, Dembele, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder if this is uh, perhaps uh, you know Celtic have obviously got a good enough squad to, to do what they did against Hibs at the weekend and to be ever so impressive against St Johnson and so on. Um, are, are we now seeing what, what Brendan Rodgers meant during that window when he talked about the quality? In the depth Because For instance Say the same injuries Had happened last season mm-hmm. You might have been able to call on Stuart Armstrong You might have been able to call yeah. on Patrick Roberts yeah. And Dembele So on Is that where Brendan Rodgers was coming from? I just think you've got to move on In football I think there's no point Referring back to what you don't have You know It's what you do have is important And Celtic have got still got Some top class players there You know the, But uh, they, haven't, they had, hadn't been up To the last couple of weeks Playing at the, the level they're, they're capable of But I, I must admit I, You know I'm I'm a little bit, um, you know, different, uh, you know, opinion from Alex. Uh, I think over the last couple of years, because Celtic have pretty much coasted the league, European football was something I think became 
much more relevant, much more important, you know, for Celtic to establish himself and their reputation this year because there's an actual competition on for the title. I think they think, well, wait a minute, we make sure we we concentrate domestically, but. I mean, I, I, I've got a lot of games and, you know, when you go to Celtic Park on a European night, there's something special there, there's no doubt about it. So I, I'm kind of a little bit surprised it's almost like saying, no, no, we'd rather, we'd rather go, you know, go and, uh, and, and get the get the game against the Hearts one rather than perhaps go there tomorrow night. I think if Celtic went there tomorrow night, get a great result, get into the, the, the knockout stages of Europa League, I think that's a bigger achievement than one, than one in the League Cup. That That's me, personally. Um, if Celtic still won say the double if you wanted to call it that if they, if they won this, the, the Scottish Cup and the, the Championship and got to the maybe the quarterfinals of a European competition I think that would be a magnificent mm. season listen it's all about opinion Celtic fans totally entitled to it as Alec is but for me I just think that Brendan Rodgers has been talking about an education for his players learning in Europe for developing and I think ultimately that's where you know, um, you know, Celtic want to be. They want to be competing at the knockout stages of a European competition. Well, let's squeeze in Richard and Paisley before we get to the news. Richard, what's your uh, thoughts on tomorrow's Rangers game? Then, hello, yes, uh, uh, I'm really excited. I've been a Rangers supporter all my life. Um, I, I just think that uh, from what Rangers have gone through all the uh, for the last, you know, so many seasons, bad, you know, bad and negative. It's amazing that we're, we're now in this uh, position where we're, we're playing all these foreign teams. Um, I, I'm a, a, you know, I think it's brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I understand the fact that uh, uh, you know you've got to win or be second in the, the Premier League to get into Europe. But um, you know, I'm, I'm just a wee bit sad that you know. We, we, We've got teams that have, have, have done nothing apart from Celtic to, to get into the, this European thing. And as I say, the, my point of view is I'm really pleased uh, about the, the, the manager and all his team and all the rest of it. We've gone through a whole lot of hard stuff. And I'm just going to say I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm just saying uh, it's great. Fantastic. We need, and and I'll say, the, the fact that the Scottish football is getting better and the Premier League is getting better, and that's what we need. Yeah. That's my point, I'm sorry. Yeah, listen, I suppose in many ways, Mark, that shows you know what it does mean to be involved in Europe. It gives you a whole other a- aspect to your season that, that you can focus on. Imagine Rangers weren't in Europe. This is, this is a nonsense hypothetical by the way mm-hmm. And they were sitting fifth in the league at this point Do you think we would be getting this feel good factor? Of course no. not But it gives you another competition To go and thrive in To go and test yourself in To give the fans something to buy into And that's exactly what Europe has been for Rangers this season Well it has because you know I think very early on it gave Stephen Gerrard a marker Because let's be honest We didn't know what to expect from Stephen Gerrard The manager And what he did very early on with eight High pressure games Back to back Week after week Over the space of Eight weeks As he showed that He's got some With, he the, showed, new, with the new squad yeah, as well yeah. He showed that he In my opinion That he absolutely Deserves to be the manager Even though he's inexperienced He deserves a gig Now you're right Had Rangers not Getting to Europe Not took to the qualifiers And you look at a couple Of the results Like, like losing away to Livingston and, and things like that People might say Ooh, There might have been One or two question marks But very early on He bought himself time Gave himself credibility as a manager 
And now he's got the chance to build on that, which he has done. Villarreal away from home, Rapid Ven at home. As I say, they win tomorrow night. That means Rangers, Mapping are just one victory away. Three chances will have, 10 points will get them through, I would imagine. So you're just one victory away. But that said, tomorrow night, even though Spartak have changed their, their manager, a tough, tough game playing against Spartak Moscow. But as I said five, ten minutes ago, the Rangers' support have been absolutely inspirational to the team at home games this season and they'll play another big part tomorrow night yeah I mean again uh, you know Stephen Gerrard has had you know uh, a lot of work to do there's no doubt about that but Richard has said you know that there are shoots of recovery and you know that you can they're evident you know the fans are buying into it you know the, the atmosphere has changed dramatically their home results is great they still have to improve and by his own admission at the weekend, he said his team were very average, mm. but they managed to still win four-one, albeit late goals. But they have to improve in that as that aspect of the play, particularly away from home. I think, and he knows that. Um, but listen, you know, you can't fix everything straight away. European football is 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 a, an absolute um, terrific uh, bonus for Rangers. And they want it to continue. And again, if they can get to the knockout stages, that is an outstanding achievement in your first season as a manager, um, particularly when he, he, he pretty much revamped the whole squad. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Hot off the microphone. I don't think that's such a phrase, is it? Hot off the microphone in Germany. Brendan Rogers' press conference is finished and we'll bring you that as soon as we get done with Beat the Pundit. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need if you fancy taking on Mark or Jim tonight. You need to do it quick. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you do fancy tonight to Beat the Pundit. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. You know there are problems on the road when Amber does overtime, so please take care out there, be patient and uh, drive safely if you can. It's 01419511025 to get in touch on the phones. We're going to cross over to Germany very soon and hear from Brendan Rogers. Some big injury problems for Celtic this week. We're going to hear from him after this. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy will be up against Callum Graham, who's a Muddle fan from Bells Hill. Evening, Callum. Hello, how are we? Not too bad, how are you? Good, thanks. You fancy your chances tonight? Uh, we'll see. What's happening with your team at the moment, Callum? You're going to have to do a bit better than they are at the moment, is that fair? <laughs> really struggling You can hear the, the, the downbeat tone in his voice Right let's see if we can cheer you up With a victory on Beat the Pundit Heads It's Mark Guidi Tales It will be Jim Duffy And it is Heads So Mark Guidi up against Callum from Bells Hill Let me give Callum some And I'll give Mark sorry Some Clyde 2 So that he doesn't know what we're up to And we'll get the clock up and running Callum you've got 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the Pundit You ready? Name any one of the two players to extend their Hibs contracts until 2023 today. Um, Stephen Marlon. Former Dundee United player Craig Conway currently plays for which English team? Black Who scored for Hearts 21 seconds into the second half last night? The famous five was a notable forward line for which Scottish club? Who did Aberdeen beat in the 1983 European Super Cup? 
Mm, okay, some tough ones in there, Callum. I must say, let's bring Mark Weedy back. Mark, are you yep. with us? Yeah, yep. right. Same set of questions to you. Let's go. Name any one of the two players to extend their contracts with Hibs until 2023. Uh, young Murray. Uh, former Dundee United player Craig Conway is currently playing for which English Blackburn team? Blackburn Who scored for Hearts 21 seconds into the second half last night? Stephen Naismith. The famous five was a notable forward line for which Hibs. Scottish club? Who did Aberdeen beat in the 1983 European Super Cup? Bayern Munich. Now, what is the name of RB Leipzig's stadium? Red Bull Arena. And where did Steven Gerrard finish his playing career quickly? Uh, LA Galaxy. Okay. How do you think that went, Callum? I think he's made me quite comfortable Jinkies, Jinkies, done you Let's have a look Name one of the two players To extend their contracts With Hibs Until 2023 You had the choice Of Ryan Porteous Or Fraser Murray um, Yeah I mean probably You said Murray didn't you yeah, Young Murray Former Dundee United player Craig Conway Is currently playing for Blackburn You both got that right So uh, Callum does get a score On the board Who scored for Hearts 21 seconds Into the second half Last night Stephen McLean It was Stephen McLean yeah. It was the other one You both went for Naismith So still 2-1 to Mark Guidi The famous five Was a notable forward line For which Scottish club It is Hibs So uh, Mark Guidi Goes into a 3-1 lead Who did Aberdeen beat In the 1983 European Super Cup? Porto Hamburg, Hamburg. Yeah, So still 3-1 to Mark Guidi It went 4-1 RB Leipzig Stadium it's Just Red Bull everywhere Isn't it? Across the, you know, so it was a, f- a fairly easy one to get And where did Steven Gerrard Finish his playing career? Callum you didn't get to this question Mark was a little bit quicker And it is LA Galaxy So 5 to Mark one to you, Callum. Hard lines. Thank you. I was just as bad as my mother. Very true indeed. Thanks to Callum, Cheers, Callum from Bells Hill. You'll have your chance to play Beat the Pundit on tomorrow night's show at seven o'clock. Uh, let's hear from Brendan Rogers, shall we? He's obviously got some injury concerns ahead of that game. That's a, a bit of an understatement, perhaps. Scott Brown, Lee Griffiths, Tom Rogic uh, did not travel, um, and Philip Benkovic is a doubt. James Forrest. Is suspended So let, let's get the thoughts then Of Brendan Rogers. He's just been speaking to the press In Leipzig In the last hour or so Yes we, we have a few injuries Scott will probably Maybe over the next Two to three weeks Will probably be out So uh, Which of course is Is disappointing But um, But yeah He's just a, a Low grade calf strain So uh, So we just have to uh, uh, See how that goes Over the course of the next couple of weeks Yeah and we've got a few other players Like so obviously Lee Hasn't returned to training yet, so he's still still out. Um, Tom Rogic hasn't travelled as well. He's got uh, Tom sort of an issue with his knee, so we'll, we'll have a look at that when we when we get back. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm we're managing Philippe Benkovic, so we'll see how Philippe is over the next uh, 24 hours. So, um, so yeah, we, we get one or two issues, but it, it's okay. We, we've got um, a number of young players and other players that are. May have the opportunity over these next few games that have been training very hard and and working very well to have an opportunity to play. So, uh, so that's you know I'm really looking forward to to seeing them. Uh, the thoughts there of Brendan Rogers has just been speaking in Leipzig ahead of that game in Europe tomorrow. Ronnie Charters is over in Germany with Celtic for us. Uh, Ronnie, did that team news the, the the absentees from the flight did that come as a bit of a, a surprise to everyone? Yes, it did. You joined me in the, the, the Red Bull Arena press room where Brendan Rodgers just left. And as the, the Celtic co- um, contingency came into the, the room, there was murmurings that Tom Rogic didn't make the flight. There was murmurings that obviously we sort of knew at that point Scott Brown and, and Lee Griffiths didn't. But yeah, big shocks 
and you could Brother Rogers when he had to you know say those words, you could tell that that was a huge blow. And even some of the German colleagues as well, when they were looking at it and seeing that Tom Rogic, who played so well against Tibbs, and he was showing one or two of their, his goals against Rangers, there's one of the German journalists next to me, he was looking at his goals that Tom Rogic was scoring, then to be told he wasn't going to play. So no doubt a big loss to Brendan Rodgers and to Celtic for this game tomorrow night. So Celtic fans though, still are going over there in their numbers, Ronnie. Some will be there already, some will be making their way. What, what can they expect then? What have you seen so far from the, the stadium and the surroundings? They can expect rain, Gordon. It's not stopped raining since we've got here, sadly. So I don't need the suntan lotion this time for this trip. But it's a fantastic city. It really is really, really friendly. And they can expect a world-class venue tomorrow night. The RB Arena, 43,000 stadium. We tweeted a video of it uh, at Clyde SSB on Twitter. A fantastic arena, a fantastic setup as well. Uh, from the club, we actually went to the training centre, the, the Red Bull Academy, earlier on this afternoon, which again was just a stunning uh, training facility. 11 pitches, they had safe standing zones for their training games. It was just a great, it just shows you how much money uh, the company of Red Bull has actually pumped into this team to get them where they are. And as well as that, Gordon, I know that the press guys will enjoy this one. We're expected heated seating in the press area tomorrow night. Oh, Mark, we so hold on a minute. Fared. This is it, what's this? Do you know if the tap and blankets over there, Ronnie? No. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not over this one. It is a wee bit chilly, though, so all Celtic fans, if you are coming over, do not expect anyone over at 10 degrees. It's going to be chilly. That's it's you, to be fair, Ronnie, after your, your sunburn escapades and previous trips. We, we won't go there again. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, Mark Weedy, if anyone had to, to go to Dens Park last night to that um, that press box with this restricted mm-hmm. view, and then a couple oh. of days later they'll have a heated seat to watch the game. Oh, no, I, don't, I don't think they'd then, unless I'm, I'm there. Quite a bit, I'm up there in a couple of weeks' time as well. And I've had words with Dundee, but I don't think the Dundee press box has been clean since Duff was a player there. Never mind a, a manager there, a horrible uh, yeah. press box. But uh, yeah, enjoy that uh, tomorrow night, Ronnie. You don't, you don't often um, get that, and I'm sure you'll get some nice uh, nice grub as well. Uh, Ronnie, on a serious footballing note, because let's be honest, nobody cares how you and your colleagues are getting looked after. Uh, what's the feeling amongst the locals then? As you say, a lot of money's been spent on that club. They have some some decent players. They obviously have some injury problems of their own, though. Um, what's the sort of local feeling as to, to ha, ha, who's the favourites, I guess? Yeah, it's been the their manager as well, Ralph, um, said that it was the exact same thing. There's confidence there. Fifth in the Bundesliga are RB Leipzig at the moment. They've played eight, won four, drawn three and only lost one. So there is confidence here. Bruma, if you remember the Portuguese midfielder, he's fit to play and should play tomorrow. He scored against Scotland at Hamden last month. They are a talented bunch, no two ways about it. They have spent millions assembling the squad and coming here, Celtic will know the we know Celtic's away record is not great at all. They're going to have to turn that round very, very quickly. Brendan Rodgers mentioned that in his presser, actually. You know, he was speaking about the mistakes in Leipzig that cost them. They're at a level now where these mistakes, they cannot afford to make them. They have to be so secure at the back and take their chances at front. And he was saying that as well as praising uh, the Leipzig team ahead of the game tomorrow night. Well, yeah, naturally, obviously over the, um, the couple of games, it's important to, to get results. I think for me, I want us to, after the last time when we were in Salzburg, OK, we, we, we lost the game, but the level of performance, I, I, I want to have seen a better performance, really. So, um, so I think it's key coming into these games that ultimately we think about performing well, because when we do that and we play to our level and, and the quality that we have and the players can play with that uh, confidence, then, uh, then it gives us a much greater chance to get the result. 
You know, I don't like seeing as like we were in the last game where we ended up, you know, with a flat back line of five and we're waiting on the game. So, uh, so that's not what and and uh, how we work, and it's not when we're at our best. So, um, so for me, it's really about going and performing and taking that confidence to go and play and not be frightened to make the mistakes. Uh, playing against a very good team, you know, one of the top teams here in, in Germany. Um, but we still have to, to come and show uh, our our way and our method of play. And, and when we can do that, we know we have players that can that can cause problems. So, uh, so, so that is what's important for us, to perform well and then uh, and then look at getting in the result from that. Ronnie, before we let you go, it's obviously a very important fact-finding mission that, that, that you go on. Have you established all the important things to pass on to the Celtic fans, like the, the price of a pint and so on? €1.80, if you're lucky, and the, the bar's just around the corner from the stadium. I don't think you really need to know anything about that. Lovely meals, uh, decent enough weather, lovely locals, fantastic scenery. What more could you want for a Thursday night in Leipzig? One eighty. What's the exchange rate at the moment? It's pretty close, isn't it? One eighty. Pretty much yeah. one for one. Yeah, that's a decent Sell price. For that. Yep. Uh, please do drink responsibly. By the way, if you're heading over, thanks to Ronnie <laughs> in Leipzig. We'll check in with him tomorrow uh, and see what's happening during the game itself. We just brought you the thoughts there of Brendan Rodgers. So react to them. Let us know what you thought. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I remember we are asking all throughout the night for your best of your best or worst, call it what you will, mm-hmm. worst ever penalty misses. This is on the back of Calvin Miller last night. Josh Windass fired one over the bar for Wigan as well. So keep your thoughts coming on Twitter. Uh, your worst ever penalty misses. Back to the phones though. Gary's in Shettleston. What's on your mind tonight, Gary? Hi, boys. Hello. Hi, Gary. Uh, I just like like to say I heard I heard the lads saying about uh, one of the calls. Now I stole my thunder. Uh, but say, but say, say like no, we're really me say like fans on. They know they know what's happening. We got we got a bad group. We knew we weren't going to do much in it. Probably for the start, so we did. With the teams we got, is now now looking at looking at the stage that we're at now. We just want to go there and concentrate in the league. Is I'm not interested in the. Europa League. What what are you? What, what does that say about where Celtic are at then, Gary? Because a lot of fans, to be fair, phoned up in the last couple of seasons, looked at the Champions League, and said, "Right, this might be a stretch too far. We're on the receiving end of of some sore ones." But but you're now sort of saying that 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 also applies for for the Europa League. So where are Celtic then in, in the big a couple, picture? Well, a couple, well, a couple, there was a couple of teams in their, in their group who should probably be in the Champions League. So they're yeah, no, but but they're not, and presumably that's money. The, in us for a start. Yeah, Celtic have got more yeah. money than a bigger budget than anybody else in the, in the Premier League, but other clubs, for example, Hearts, Aberdeen, Hibs, Rangers are all making a, at the uh, moment, all making a fist of it. I, I, I can agree with you a bit in terms of, I think that the the league, you know, look, it depends on what the ambition of Brendan Rodgers is or the Celtic board or the Celtic players or Celtic supporters like yourself, Gary. What is it be on end all the next couple of years? Is it one in ten in a row? Or is it making progress in Europe to become a last sixteen or a last eight team in the Europa League or a last sixteen team in the in the Champions League over the next two years? What what is it? Is, or do you, do you want it all? I don't think all is is, um, is achievable. Realistic. Question better than me. A few years time, the like Rangers are not even going to make it in Europe because the coefficient is just going to get down and down and down. 
there's always there's still a champions route. There's always still a champions route into the Champions League. But I think yeah, I can see the landscape of European club football um, changing over the next four or five years for sure. But whether that is, is beneficial, whether the Champions League will still be the Champions League as we know it, I don't know. But uh, I think yeah, I can see changes in the next four or five years. And listen, uh, you've always got to sympathise on the the financial side, certainly when it came to the the Barcelonas and the, and the PSGs, Jim. But uh, I remember reading some figures, and forgive me, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but someone will. Um, Salzburg, for instance, their entire midfield was assembled at a pretty small amount in comparison to no, some. I must admit, I don't, I don't feel sympathy when Celtic play Barcelona because in Scottish football, and if you've been involved in the clubs I've been with, you've had to play Celtic and in, in Rangers when it was back in the eighties and all that stuff. You know, light years away from that, but you still have to compete. You know, and 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 your own fans expect you to compete. And you know, for Celtic to get into this group, I don't think this group is unsurmountable. Yeah, okay. I mean, Leipzig is Ronnie was saying there, fantastic facilities and uh, you know doing well. But you know, they're not a million miles away. Celtic, huge support. Uh, you know, as I said to you, if they play at their very best, you know, particularly Celtic Park, then I think Celtic should be looking to get out of this group. And there's two qualifiers, is that right, from this group? So, yeah. so I, I don't see any, any, you know, fear factor there. I mean, Manchester United are complaining. I mean, Mourinho's complaining as he always does anyway. But he's complaining that they don't have enough money to compete, which is ridiculous. So, how much money do you need before you can become a competitor? So, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going on the money side of it. I think. Um, it's about improving It's about uh, it's Moving to the next level And over the last couple of years As I mentioned earlier on Celtic have been comfortable And therefore the European football I think has been looked If it was more of a challenge This year uh, There is a challenge Domestically mm. So I think the fans are now thinking Oh wait a minute We just want to make sure we, we don't lose focus But I think a club like Celtic Should be competing In the Europa League And should be able to With their resources If that's the argument Then they should be They should be winning The the domestic title comfortably Final word to you on this Gary Well you said uh, Competing in the Europa League Mm -hmm. It all depends on what teams You really get in it End of the day well, I think the teams that are in the group, I think Celtic should be competing against Gary. That's me. I, I don't. I don't see. A, 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 there's no a Barcelona. There's no a Real Madrid. You know. There's no a Bayern Munich or a Manchester City or anything like that. So for me, Celtic should be mm. in this particular group. I think they should be looking to get out of it. Right. Thank you to Gary in Shettleston. Brian is a Rangers fan and Lark Hall. He thinks that by concentrating in the league. Uh, perhaps that says something about whether Celtic have improved or not this season. We'll hear from Brian and get the full time teaser started next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here and it's time for them to tackle this full time teaser. It was sent in by John tonight. If you've got a question, please do send in. It's full time at Clyde One. Just looking for your usual types of trivia questions We always try and give them to the guys With about half an hour of the show left to go And see if they can come up with the answer So if you've got a good one Send it over to fulltime at clyde1.com Tonight's question from John is this Since 1993 12 players have scored in the English Premier League For Newcastle And also scored in Scotland Can you name them? Since 93, 12 players have scored in the English Premier League for Newcastle and also scored in Scotland. Can you name them? Oh, good. Peter Lovenkrantz. Yes. And Joey Barton. No. Didn't, probably didn't score in Scotland, did he? 
Mm-hmm. Either way, he's not on the list. Blame John. Okay. Peter Lovenkrantz, of course, played uh, for for both. Alex. Um, oh. Oh. I'm interested in this because I thought this was going to be the hardest one. No, because they played for Morton. Uh, Oh, Alec Matthew. Alec Matthew. Oh, you too, Alec Matthew. Alec Matthew, great show. I had an emotional bet with myself, which is very important that that was going to be the last one you got, and you got it second. Alec Matthew. Oh, is um, then then Paul Dummett? Yes, St Mirren in Newcastle. Likes the black and white stripes, clearly. Paul Dummett, good. And there's two. I'll take one more guess then. That's a good start. You've got three of the 12 so far. No, actually, no. Stuart Finlay? Nope, nope. All right, we'll get a bit of time at Clyde SSP if you want to help out on the teaser. Some really good help coming from you on last night. So let's see how you get on tonight. Brian is a Rangers fan in Lark Hall. Hi, Brian. Hi, Gordon. How are you doing? Hi, What's Dan. your point tonight? Hi, Mark. Hi, Brian. Uh, right, before I go into my main point, I'd just like to kind of uh, take task with, with Jim and the, the way he speaks in general about Celtic players, you know, embarrassment, riches. Uh, top top players, top class players, etc. etc. This might sound trivial, but they're, they're no top top class players, and there's no embarrassment to Richie's. Uh, they play in the top division in Scotland, known Spain or, or Germany. Now I remember a Rangers fan coming on saying that we've got a great squad. We've no got a great squad. We're anywhere near it. We've got a good squad. Now as I said, it might sound trivial. But it, it annoys me when I hear that. I assume, Jim, you're talking about though in comparison to the rest of Scotland, because that's that's where we are, and that's. Yeah. No, but it's fine. I mean, the Brian, you say this, uh, it might be trivial. It is trivial, but Brian might say that that's fine. It's, it's, it's Brian's opinion. There we go. We can agree to disagree. What's your next point, Brian? Right, it's Celtic uh, fans been on the night saying forget about Europe and uh, concentrate in the league. Uh, for one thing, it's a defeatist attitude. Uh, another thing, it it shows that the progress hasn't been made that should have been made. Now, I can remember Rangers when they were going for their nine in a row. It was great to win it, don't get me wrong, but I think it held us back as a club and I think it, it we didn't make changes at that period that we really should have uh, to win the nine in a row and it became really, uh, it was detrimental. It, 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 my club should have been doing it at that time. Uh, we, when Dick Advocar came in in 98, we had to tear up the whole squad and rebuild again. Now, luckily, we had money to spend at that point. You know, and we achieved for a couple of years after that a really high level. You know, I was speaking to a friend uh, last week. The, the, the great thing about Europa League for Rangers this season is no just because we've not been in that, that arena for a few years. It's you're playing in an environment and against teams that are better than you're playing on a week-to-week basis, which will, in turn, make you better players and a better team. Mm-hmm. So Europe is really, really important. Yeah. No, I think I think Europe is important. I said before, that that's the reason why I said I think it's uh, important for clubs, particularly Scottish clubs, to try and stay in the tournament as long as you possibly can because I think it does... It's a different, a different game... I think that you know maybe the expectations are not quite the same because you're going up against teams who maybe don't have the same fear factor. If they come to Ibrox, if they come to to certain parts, well, I think Rangers being in Europe, as Mark had said at the start, those eight games at the very start, I think gave an enormous amount of confidence 
to the job that Stephen uh, Gerrard done to the fans. The fa- he sent a message out to the fans. Listen, I know what I'm doing. You know, you can trust in me here. We will get this right in those eight games because you know, obviously, straight away you're qualifying for the group section, and uh, you know, and I think it's a uh, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, for me. You know, I mean, we, we see over over the years it just depends when we, when we're coefficient is really poor. Um, you know, we're screaming out for <laughs> a better record than Europe. And then when we've got two teams in, you know, qualifying for the group team for the first time in a long, long time, well, is it really that important? You know, people start to, to, to maybe put a different spin on it. But I think it is important and I think it'd be terrific if we can uh, get teams out of the group sections into the knockout section. I guess on a similar theme to, to Brian Mev is on Twitter, who's also a Rangers fan, says, I thought Brendan was brought in to take Celtic to another level. He's, he's on big money, yet tonight Celtic fans are prioritising a League Cup tie over Europe. Looks like he's failed. Mark Guidi, what's... Um, but we're sort of arguing over the other team's mindset, if you like. But yeah, I think you know when when Brendan Rodgers came in, first and foremost, it, it was to uh, make sure that Celtic were the superior club and superior team domestically, and that's been proven over the past two two years that that's without a shadow of a doubt. And Celtic needed to do that because they they had the the Ronnie Dial experiment, which they got out of kind of unscathed because they won two titles. But when you assess it. And you really look at the big picture of it, it It was bordering on shambolic So they had to make a change And they brought in, as I've always said The manager should be the most important person at the football club Certainly in the football department And should be the best paid And that's what they did So I wouldn't criticise him for going and attracting a guy like Brendan Rodgers If it wasn't going to be Brendan Rodgers It was going to be Damien Moyes So I think you applaud the club for being that ambitious and bringing in Now when Brendan Rodgers arrived One of his early statements was I want us to become my last 16 team in the Champions League. Now, clearly that's not happened. There's been a long, long way um, away from that. But would I, would I change Brendan Rodgers? Would I think the club have any regrets about Brendan Rodgers? Would they like to keep him? Is he the right man to try and take them forward? I would say um, yes to all those questions. I, I don't think there'd be any regrets um, about it. Although I do say, and I have said, the probably when it comes to European football, I just think that sometimes when it comes to defensively, they're just a bit wishy-washy And I know that Brendan Rodgers wants to always try and play the perfect football and stuff like that But for me, sometimes mm. and maybe I'm a dinosaur Sometimes I'd just love to see them When they're under the cosh Just rose-heading it every now and again And just get, and I don't think they do that enough Okay, thanks to Brian in Lark Hall Let's take a look at last night's game, shall we? Craig Levine says it was important to win against Dundee In terms of momentum ahead of Sunday's League Cup semi-final He's also glad that they learned their lessons from Saturday Of not losing a goal after taking a two-goal lead we started well, scored early. Dundee are in a difficult place just now, and I think the, the early goal for us was really important. Obviously, put them on the back foot. Second goal puts us in a position where you know I'd hoped that we'd never lose from. And then we, on Saturday we, we were two 0 up against Aberdeen at half time, and then lost the third goal. And the important message was at half time: if we get the third goal, your after your evening becomes a little bit easier. Yeah, I'd much rather go into the game having won tonight than than drawing or or losing. But it does it does enable us to have you know have played two two matches in a short space of time just before the semi final won them both and uh, I think the players that, that they have to take confidence from the fact that they're in really good form just now when it got rescheduled I thought oh, it's in the week of the semi but to be fair certainly we've got a game on Thursday so I'm not going to complain about it especially now that we've won. <laughs> 
And now what about the other end of the table then Jim McIntyre What a tough job it looks like he's got in his hands First two games A 4-0 defeat at Livingston And then a 3-0 defeat at home to Hearts He says they didn't help themselves But is confident they can turn things around You know we need to give ourselves a hand They showed plenty of character The players at 2-0 down When the way it's been going recently It'd be easy to feel sorry for yourselves And just collapse But whenever we had a real go at it In that first half And created some good opportunities ourselves you know, so that that's the positives to take, but we need to eradicate self-destructing uh, because that's it's a a bit of that, you know, and there might be a bit of pain before it gets better, you know, but it will get better, that's for sure. Hearts are a good side, but we, you you can't stand off teams. You've got to make sure you're you're taking the game to them as well, and you have your opportunity. And I felt we've done that on a number of occasions, you know, and and drove Hearts back, and we've created opportunities. And when you get those opportunities, you've got to put them away because then that lifts the belief, you know, to that next level to go again. But unfortunately, we couldn't tuck away any of the opportunities. Uh, obviously, the penalty is the biggest chance, and we've got a great chance with the header as well. We should do better with that as well. But the pleasing thing is that we didn't crumble and feel sorry for ourselves. Uh- it's another game chalked off Where if anyone was looking for, yeah. for Hearts to, to stumble I mean it's just that game doesn't, 10 doesn't seem to be happening Of course You know they lost to Ibrooks, But in terms of recovering Yeah so that's 25 so points out of 30 Lost to Ibrooks, Dropped 2 points at home to Livingston They're there for the, the, the long haul I don't care what anybody says I think Hearts are going to be Going to be right um, In there You know I think once you get to, to 10, 11, 12 games Particularly you get the next international break Then I think you'll see a clearer shape of how the top flight um, is going to look and there's no doubt that Hearts have got momentum they've got confidence they can score goals and they can keep clean sheets Jim put the positive case forward for Dundee why should why should people believe that Dundee can turn this around? I find it difficult to find anything positive for Dundee I mean Jim McIntyre's interview sounded like Neil McCann's interview you know where they've played some good football and they've missed opportunities and they've given away cheap goals and that's what Neil was saying, or you know, week after week, you know, he was always saying, "Oh, we 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 played well," but you know, they need to be better. And you know, I can't really see where they're going to get a a succession of wins from. You know, they need maybe three three wins on the bounce just to give themselves a chance of getting away from from um, you know the 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 problems that they've got. And it's it's hard to see where that's going to come from. And from Jim McIntyre's point of view, it's also difficult for him because he can't do it until January, and by January they could be they could be you know you know detached. So you know it's it's a difficult time for Dundee and a difficult time for Jim McIntyre, but he's taking the job with the belief that he can turn it around. So the only positive I can think is is the manager has been in there with real enthusiasm and determination, and the players have got to try and take some of that on board because at this moment in time they're giving games away comfortably or easily. For the opponents The first thing he has to do Is try and mm. make it difficult They need to find a goalkeeper mm. I'll stop with Keep Ross County changing, yeah. But mm. there's, there's no one there And then you look at Ross County last mm. season It was the same situation That's why they were They were relegated You you look at Hamilton sometimes And you look at um, Dundee And if you're going to have a chance Of staying up You must find A goalkeeper And that's one thing That Jim McIntyre Will need to address Here's a big goal in Europe Hamilton Ackies under-18s UEFA Youth League They've gone one up At home To Baal So 3-2 up mm-hmm. On aggregate Young Andrew Winter With the goal What an achievement that would be Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. With George Cairns on the show Last night yeah. So we wish the boys well Hopefully uh, They kick on from there 
Any more just quickly on the teaser 12 players since 93 Who've scored in the English Premier League For Newcastle And also scored in Scotland Two defenders I'm thinking of Craig Moore yeah. Nope John Alain Boonsong Boonsong No 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 And Gaza was pre-93 was Yeah it? not Gaza no. Gaza no Was it one of the boys from Kelly and Lowen with Lee Clark No mm, None of them Nope There's a There is one sort of Obvious one So to speak One or two before you start delving into Some tricky ones <laughs> Alan Thompson no, I think high profile striker. Not only has he played up here and scored, but he, I mean he was a high profile striker oh, across the English Premier it. League. Well, was it uh, Stefan Guivac? Well, he's one, but that's not the one I was thinking of. All right, okay. A loan signing up here. I mean, he's played for numerous English Premier League clubs. Did he play for Celtic? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'll get it in a minute. Was wasn't he? Uh, Robbie Keane. No, he didn't no. play for... Uh, oh, I've got it, Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, right, okay, we're doing quite well, we'll get the rest as the show progresses, hopefully... Uh, who's been hanging on the longest? Let's be fair, Frank is in Springburn. Hi, Frank. How you doing, guys? Hi, Frank. Frank, Frank. What's on your mind? Uh, could I just say, uh, Mark and Jim, you are my two favourite uh, pundits on the show. Oh, Frank must be wanting something tonight. Frank, yep. that's awful kind. I think he's, a, I think he's an absolutely barbarous. Absolutely barbarous. Oh, I love anyway, you as well, Frank. I've got two two very quick points to make. Uh, one about uh, I noticed a, 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 a in the Daily Record, uh, the back page today. It says uh, red alert. It says talking about notorious supporters. But just to uh, just uh, see that the, the Spartak Moscow fans have been warned. Anyway, further points about the, the guy Brian that was just been on talking right. uh, Celtic. Uh, and it, well, it says that have we improved? Well, we haven't improved. Brendan have already said we haven't improved because he says we've stood still. And that's down to one man's antics in the summer. We haven't improved. Hopefully we'll improve next season. Who's antics in the summer? Peter Lowell. That's the reason why we've not improved. Because he has an ability to bring in players. What do you make of that, Mark Weedy? John McGinn. Well, certainly I'm on record of saying that you know the John McGinn deal for me should have been done it was you know in terms of deals when you look at all the boxes to tick and you know he's a Celtic supporter the fee was in the reason of 3 million quid his wages wouldn't have been a problem that that was a missed um, opportunity I think one that Celtic should regret and will regret uh, in terms of can you blame Peter Lawwell for no progressing um, no I mean you look at the the wage bill um, at the club it's, it's absolutely massive it actually needs to to come down did Brendan Rodgers want a right back in yes he did um, somebody um, was it Puccini at the Sporting Lisbon ended up going to Valencia, Valencia for 7 yeah. and 8 million quid so yeah there's a tad but I don't think you can just solely blame Peter Lawwell I think that would be unfair I think you've got to look at things um, collectively uh, it looks like a jinxed Hamilton Ackies they've just conceded mm-hmm. Basel have scored it's one all so three all in aggregate yeah. Ackies with the two away goals um, quickly on the teaser anymore we're running a bit late I must say no, no, no I'm, I'm, time. ok I'll give you some thinking time we'll get the answers to the teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors a team that gets results every week talk to thompsons.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and my word they have got work to do on this teaser uh, if you've got a good question maybe it's a similar one maybe something completely different try us even if you don't think it's of any use why not try and find out full time at ClydeOne.com tonight's question since 93 12 players have scored in the English Premier League for Newcastle and have also scored in Scotland guys like Craig Bellamy 
Paul Dummett, Stefan Givars, Peter Lovenkrantz, Alec Mathy. What did you come up with at the break? Mark Viduka. Yes. And uh, Kitzbayer. Yes. Tamuri Kitzbayer. Did you miss him at Dundee? Did you mind? Yeah, no, he left just before I went there, but I know he's got, um, you know, the Dundee fans hold him in real high regard. Is you have liked the chance to work with that? Oh, yeah. Bit of a yeah, character as well. Yeah, a bit of a character. And, uh, you know, as I say, the real team, you know, kind of got a bit between them and. Well, he went to Cyprus and managed, didn't he? Because I think right. he, I think he applied. And the Georgia national team as well. Yeah, didn't he? I think he yeah, applied we against the, him, didn't we? Yeah, for the job. I think the need job there. I'm sure that they were saying that. He did, remember the one? Names the last. Someone will know more details than this when he scores and he's got the shirt off and he's That's booting right. the advertising board. <laughs> and he's going nuts right. and his teammates are trying to yeah. celebrate with him. Yeah. He's having none of it. I like that. That's I like his style. Yeah, big Dunk Ferguson. Yes. Duncan Ferguson. Forty. Uh, a couple of years at Newcastle towards the tail end of the last century. Played, but I don't. I know he's not a, bit, a goal scorer, but I can't remember his first name. Was it Bernard, the fullback? He's not one. Oh, Olivier. Olivier, Bernard. Olivier Bernard. He's not one. A lot of people are saying that on yeah. Twitter. He's not yeah. one. So you've got one, two, Is three. Rangers, he went to Olivier yeah. Bernard, You've got right. four yeah. to get, one yeah. of which is still playing in our top flight. Yeah. But it's still tough, let me tell you. Not <laughs> tough. Alistair is a Rangers fan in Corker Hill. Hi, Alistair. Ah, good evening, Gordon, uh, Mark, and Jim, and oh. congratulations to Jim for getting the gig at Dumbarton. I hope you do well down there, Jim. Thanks, Alistair, thanks. Right, no bother. Uh, Gordon, you may have a couple of nominations for the worst penalties, then I'll go into the point about the Rangers tomorrow, if you don't mind, please. Go for it. Right, uh, Bobby Murdoch against Rangers at Ibrox, New Year's Day, nearly hit the roof of the stand, and, but if it wasn't for that roof just getting built at that time, the Bobby would have ended up in the garage behind the goal. Uh with John Gregg, Rangers Aberdeen, 68-69. I think it went between the penalty box and the goal. It never went near the goal, but I said right wide. And the worst one I've ever seen was a TV pundit, Lee Dixon, mm. for Arsenal against Leeds United in a cup replay, a game I was at Highbury. He nearly blew my head off the North Bank that night, which was as much as bad it was. But moving on, uh, I think the Rangers will do it again, irrespective of the Russian team losing their manager. I think there's a bit of momentum going to Ibrox as I said the other week the way record apart from it was a scared on Sunday by the way but hopefully I'll be sorted now but tomorrow night I can't see by them Go along with that I, I, listen, I, I think like I've said the, the Reigns have got a good home record there's momentum there the fans the, the players seem to buzz off the buzz that they get for the fans inside the, you know, a full house Gordon I think Rangers probably do have enough to win it but I'm you need to pardon me. I don't know enough about Spartak Moscow to actually say yeah for sure or this is well a week so it's up to Rangers they've done their homework they've identified areas that they can get at Spartak Moscow but as much as I fancy Rangers I'm not taking it as a gimme because Spartak Moscow big club they'll have an experienced mm. squad and uh, you know they're, they're more than capable of, of them coming in and, and winning the game that's for sure Yeah I mean again you know the Russian teams uh, you know usually they're, they're very good at home uh, traditionally good at home and not very good travellers. That that's that's been if you look at the record for a lot of them uh, over the years. So I don't expect them to, you know, to be great at Ibrox. But uh, I'm not sure. Do, do they have an artificial surface? Uh, Moscow. I know that I know they changed a lot of their pitches. They did have them and they changed them back to grass. But yeah. uh, certainly at Ibrox, I expect Rangers um, if they have a similar performance that they showed against Rabid uh, to win the game. Yeah, I mean, if you think looking back, Mark, because what you do when you, you get to the group is you you compare results against the other teams in the group. Mm. Rapid Vienna have already beaten Spartak Moscow two 0 and Rangers beat Rapid Vienna. Yeah. Obviously, it's not yeah. that simple. Um, no. But if you're just looking for signs, and it was a three all last time, wasn't it, at home uh-huh. to Villarreal? So probably what everyone 
thought beatable, but but clearly not a walk in the park. Obviously, no, no of course not. You know, they'll be there. Another thing as well. <laughs> You don't know the change of manager. Maybe they were restricted under the, the, the previous manager. Maybe they didn't like him. We don't like players can be. And maybe the, the new fellow that's got in, he'll give them a buzz, give them a love, maybe give them a bit of freedom. Maybe he'll change one or two of the personnel to make them a better team. So, look, we don't know. But at home, currently, Rangers, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against them. That's not to say I think it's a gimme. You want to come back in, Alistair? I partly agree with Mark Gordon because it's unknown territory, but I, Brooks, I do think. Most things are possible, but having said that, with a new manager coming in, they could be fired up as well. But say two one for the Rangers, and if I'm wrong, well, I'm there to be shot down. At. <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind that. Yeah. A man who comes on puts yeah. his prediction out there for everyone to either agree with or laugh at. It's what Hugh Evans made. He's made a living out of it. Let's be honest, Alistair. So it's uh, it's good enough for sure. Well, it took you about sixty years to start getting a few right. <laughs> and you should see how excited he is about getting them right. By the way, is is he's. he's, he's He's delighted with himself yeah, well listen Practice makes perfect Bounces in here every week now He's bit of paper Writing down his ACA He's in be shot and tie Always Standards Good standards yeah. uh, Right what about this on, on Twitter Brian says He's talking about Missed penalties He says Littered with left footers He says Shouldn't be allowed He says Pearson Waddle for England uh, Calvin Miller the other night As well as a Celtic supporter We've had loads um, A few recently But the worst for me was Anton Anton Rogan Anton Scottish Rogan Scottish Cup final 1990 yeah. So Brian's got it figured out He says if you're left footed Don't take them Well I think uh, Yeah well don't get me wrong I don't, Lionel Messi has got a terrible record Of taking penalties I think he's about, missed about You know one in every two almost But he still, still gets given them mm. um, But he, listen you go to the other side You've got the great uh, Late David Cooper Who was amazing And it's got a phenomenal Pressure penalty for Scotland To take us to the World Cup So mm. yeah you know, I, I wouldn't quite say it was a left footers what is it about the lefties that get this reputation? They always, you know, the lefties tend to be really cultured on the yeah. left side and a not cultured so... left foot. You don't get a cultured right foot. Why is that? No, that's right. And they always say that you know, <laughs> left-footed players are much worse on their right foot than right-footed players um, are on their left. Mark, has anybody ever called you a cultured left foot? No, Mark's <laughs> left-footed. No. All left. It's, it's a bit like golfers and tennis players. You know, I don't know what it is, but you know, because it's not as common. But you see. Phil Mickelson and all these kind of guys are left foot. They just look, I don't know, a little bit more graceful or something about them. Uh, Stuart's in Bayliston. Stuart, accept my apologies before we go. This is going to have to be quick. Fire away. Okay, right. Um, just with the Celtic players that uh, for tie tomorrow, uh, where's the replacements? I heard uh, Brendan Rodgers saying young players. Where was the replacements built up? I, mean, I heard the Spondin Celtic fans saying, we never spent any money, it's done to Peter Lovell. And one of the commentators said about Brendan Rodgers will get into the last 16. That had to be uh, Neil Lennon. No, I think he said that was the aim, Stuart, not that he, w- he would get in. No, but Neil Lennon did. And yeah, Neil happened. Lennon did, yeah. And then nothing happened. I just think they want to just concentrate in the league, take the Champions League money and no spend it. And I feel sorry for Celtic supporters, you've been more quality. And another one, Hugh Keevan says, Come in January transfer window, Celtic will spend. They've got money. They had money in the summer. I never bought anybody. Well, they okay, right? Eduardo and all that. But I think there'll be more people leaving Celtic in the January transfer window than will come in. And Brendan Rodgers could be included. There's a lot of people, even down in the papers, has gone here and gone there. And I think it'll be down to Brendan Rodgers in the boardroom. Uh, that, that, that's maybe quite. I, I think it's difficult uh, Stuart because obviously everyone's referred back to, to the summer when Celtic didn't spend any money but if Celtic had bought three players at three million each I think everyone would go no that was great that was, all, that was a fair amount of money spent they spent nine and one 
and therefore people think, oh, obviously they bought Benkovic in later on and Malumbu and uh, Morgan was already Morgan arranged, already yeah. signed and stuff like that. So they did bring players in, they did spend it in Scottish football a right good decent sum of money. But I, I agree, I think it wasn't maybe the spread out with the quality that I think Celtic fans mm. expected and deserve. So I don't think there's any doubt about that. But uh, listen, what's done is done, and they have to concentrate on tomorrow night's game against Leipzig, which will be extremely tough. Thank you to Stuart and Bailiston. Work to be done in the teaser since '93. Twelve players have scored in the English Premier League for Newcastle and also scored in Scotland. Craig Bellamy, Paul Dummett, Duncan Ferguson, Stefan Givarsh, Tamuri Kitzbaya, Peter Lovenkrantz, Alex Mathy. Mark Viduka Four to get By the way I think we've done really well I think you've done well I do But this is now Shameless four still to go The brick walls come up front Right so the one who's still in our top flight Let's start with him shall we Right He's at Motherwell Top flight Motherwell um, I'm trying to think Because he was one of the Newcastle oh, five. Oh, bigger Amana. Bigger Amana. Bigger Amana. Gil Bigger Amana. Scored once for Newcastle. No chance of getting that one. Scottish player. Very, very, very famous Scottish footballing dad. Okay, Douglas. Paul Douglas. Paul Douglas. Great shoot. Paul Douglas. Okay. I can't remember Paul. Was he came to Livingston, didn't he? Paul yeah. Yep. Was and Hibbs. Yep. And Kelly. Yep. Right, this guy I think this I hope I'm right I'm sure this was one of the guys Who's played for Newcastle And Sunderland And when he came up here It was actually to the lower leagues And it was a bit of a oh, It was a bit of a big name To be playing in our lower leagues oh, Steve, Stephen Doby? No Similar Similar in many ways um, Aloha was right. the club he played oh, for? Oh, Michael Chopra. Michael Chopra. Michael Chopra. Good shout. And I'll read you the, just the clubs for this guy to see if you can get him. Aberdeen, Newcastle, Hibs, Dunfermline. Stephen Glass. Stephen Glass. Well done. That's well you got done. the 12 with some clues. Thank you to Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Big thank you as always to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tweeting. Thanks for the calls. We will be back to do it all over again tomorrow at six in the company of Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale. It's a big night tomorrow as well. Of course, Leipzig against Celtic, Rangers against Spartak Moscow as well. So lots to get through on tomorrow night's show. As for the meantime, stay right where you are. Callum Gallagher's up next. One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.